Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, we're going to dig a little deeper into an episode I did back in October with Carol J. Obley. Carol is the author of Embracing the Ties That Bind, I'm Still With You, and Soul to Soul Connections. She has communicated with souls who have crossed into the spirit world through thousands of private and group sessions. She has earned a reputation in her geographical area area as the real deal among psychic mediums. She travels nationally to speak and teach workshops, as well as maintaining a practice in mediumship based in near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Her newest book, Wisdom from the Spirit World, Life Teachings on Love, Forgiveness, Purpose, and Finding Peace is out now. Welcome back, Carol. Almost done with the public service announcements about my upcoming program, at least for a little while. If you want more information, I did do a podcast on it last week. It's called Live Your Life Backwards, the program. If you want to want more information or want to get on my wait list, please do so at dramyrobbins.com and you can find my wait list under courses. Also, if you have not subscribed to my newsletter yet, you can do that at dramyrobbins.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. And if you have any ghost stories to share, please do so at dramyrobbins at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review. You can also catch me on YouTube now as well if you would like to watch the podcast while you listen. Thank you. So I'm back. Yes, yeah, so I'm so excited to have you back for a few reasons. One, I know a f- several listeners reached out after our last interview and then reached out to me after having readings with you and were really just floored by their experience. And so one of one of the um you know, I, I invite a lot of people on this show. I don't necessarily have readings with them before to attest to the sort of work that they do. But I think that what came through pretty clearly probably in our in our interview together was how much integrity is important for you in this work. So I'm excited to have you back on today specifically to talk about Akashic records. And we're going to also do a little mini Akashic reading so people can understand what what that this is really about. Okay, thank you. So I want to sort of start I we covered this a little bit in our last um, in our last interview. But can you talk to us about what the Akashic records or Akashic files are, how you access them? what they look like to you, Uh, you know, let's just start there. Yeah, the Akashic records or files um, in wisdom from the spirit world, I refer to them as files. And they're really, they're the same thing. They are energetic uh, imprints of everything that a soul has done from the beginning of time. So whenever that was, we don't know when when that was. 
um, and they are they travel with the soul through multiple uh, incarnations and in between those incarnations also so um, in the spirit world um, you know there is still the akashic record that's attached to the vibration the energy of the soul which is we know is eternal uh, certainly my work as a medium has shown and demonstrated um, that there is continuity of consciousness i always tell people i don't believe in life after death i know it i've seen it and directly experienced it uh, the akashic records are um, <clears throat> they are energetic in nature and what they really are are um, imprints of what that soul has left in time and space, on time and space. So this concept of personal responsibility, which, by the way, is a natural law, meaning um, an immutable, eternal, uh, divine law, is always in effect. Therefore, whatever we uh, put out, and this is also called the law of karma, we receive, and it's there is always personal responsibility. And so the records um, are everything that a soul has produced, thought in minute detail uh, from the beginning of time. And we're constantly adding to our records. Uh, you and I sitting here uh, recording this uh, podcast, we are adding this to our Akashic file. So how um, how does one sort of come to how did how did these come to be like when was the first time it was documented or known that oh mediums or spiritual leaders are picking up on this information like how did this first happen? Well. I don't know the answer to that. I do know uh, one of the things that I teach, and I have a webinar coming up uh, on the Akashic Records where I um, tell people that Edgar Casey, the famous American psychic who did his readings in the 1920s and 1930s, accessed these files. Now, that's a relatively recent example in the scope of human history. Um, but the files have always existed because we are essentially energy that's encased in this physical body. So we're always transmitting energy, no matter what we're doing. Um, Casey would access the files of an individual to gain information related to what the sitter or the client wanted to know. And that includes um, mental imbalances, emotional imbalances, um, also on the positive side, skills, qualities, um, predispositions, and also physical illness. And sometimes Casey, Casey was a healer, essentially, um, and he would prescribe these remedies, which uh, the Edgar Casey Foundation, which is in Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia, uh, still use today and still teach. 
And based on what Casey found in the files or the records of the individual he was reading for, um, he was able to then um, see where the imbalance came in in the spiritual body, which is the highest uh, vibratory-wise body, and it's kind of a trickle-down. We have the emotional, mental bodies, and then the physical, the physical being the densest or lowest in vibration. Uh, Casey was able to read the records of that soul and um, see where the imbalance might have come from. A lot of times it's from a thought imbalance, sort of incorrect type of thinking, thinking that's out of alignment with the higher self or the soul self. And that, that creates imbalance uh, eventually, eventually in the body. It, mm. it can so everything is interconnected and you know one body affects the other um and you know i think uh, modern medicine is finally starting to realize that that you really can't separate uh the emotions and thoughts from what's going on in the body so how do you differentiate between a medium reading and an Akashic Files reading? Like, how do you know that the information is coming through a different channel or do you tap it differently? Um, yeah, because with evidential mediumship, and that's uh, what I specialize in, meaning uh, giving facts, connecting, um, allowing people from the spirit world um, that are related to the client to connect to me. I, I can't make anybody communicate. They, they connect to me. Um, that involves communication with that soul. And in the course of the reading, there's a lot of facts given about that person's life, memories, um, evidence that the sitter can substantiate. The Akashic file reading is different. Um, many times I use the client's astrological natal chart, including the birth time, place, and date. And the, the reason that's important is because the moment that that soul entered into physical incarnation, the planets were in certain signs, which flavor them, and they were in certain relationships or aspects, as it's called in astrology, with one another. And so there's influences or predispositions um, when the soul is born with the planets in those particular placements, whatever those might be. Um, I don't need the chart. It's another tool. Uh, I started getting many, many years ago, probably 25 years ago, I've been doing this work for going on three decades. Um, I started spontaneously receiving information when I was doing regular psychic type readings for people. Mm. Uh, there would be scenes or images that appeared above the client's right shoulder. And so um, at first I was a little bit unsure about that. And then when I gained a little bit more self-confidence, I would share that with the client. And nine times out of 10, they would resonate with it. They would they would, um, you know, validate it and say, that's funny. I've always felt this. I've always um, struggled with that particular issue. I feel as though I've had this pattern from the beginning of time. 
of, of birth, you know, that that's followed me through. And interestingly, it, uh, those patterns emotionally or mentally can also come down the family line. So mm. they're inherited. They can be karmic inherited patterns that, um, you know, the person has, uh, in my books, I call them blueprints, uh, issues, challenges that the soul has signed up for to experience in order to evolve spiritually. Yeah, and I guess psychologically, we would call that intergenerational trauma. And so you, you heal. So the question is, can you, do you heal these uh, spiritual wounds? Are they wounds? Like these spiritual lessons, um, psychologically, spiritually, both? Yeah, it's, um, multi-pronged. There's something about bringing something into conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did forget to mention that the records are stored in the individual subconscious. I was going to (laughs) ask. This happened to us last time too. I know. I feel like we did a lot of this like back and forth, like, (laughs) Um, I'm I'm so used to being in attunement with whoever's you know i'm connected with (laughs) sometimes that 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 happens even in interviews so uh the records are stored um you can access them um by past life regression uh but they're they're in the subconscious sometimes even in the dream state people will have what i call bleed throughs of prior incarnations um, some of them may be quite powerful in that there's a lot of emotion involved. It could be fear. It could be deep sorrow. Um, uh, you know, it could be a number of emotions. It could be joy um, or happiness, um, confusion, any of those things. Uh, because, of course, when we're sleeping, the subconscious is predominant. And so um, now a late hypnosis or a regression um, there's some people who cannot go into that. I, I can go into that very easily, but I actually have, was certified in doing regressions. I haven't done them in a long time. I basically do the Akashic Record reading, which the client is, is passive in that mm-hmm. they're receiving the information. And in a regression, they're actually part of the process and mm-hmm. you're experiencing that. So um, through the subconscious, there's something about when these come into the conscious mind of sort of a recognition of them. And once familiarity kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sort of a vague, I know even, you know, my own life, I've had these vague, um, very nebulous sorts of recollections of certain things that actually uh, created a lot of anxiety for me way beyond uh, what the situation would normally present. And I was having this kind of subconscious reaction um, to certain situations, certain people. And I really had done a lot of exploration of that, uh, as well as traditional psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm a firm believer in whatever is going to help you heal you know, uh, this is just another tool in the toolbox mm-hmm. is mediumship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, mindful meditation, psychotherapy, 
um, even medications, you know, can help us when necessary. Yeah. And I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the value of this is to bring it into the conscious mind so that it can be fully recognized and addressed. And the person then can begin to see that it, um, sometimes these are called faulty thoughts. Why are they faulty? Well, for one thing, they're based in the past, which no longer exists, but can still leave this imprint, particularly if it's a very strong emotional imprint. Mm -hmm. Those are, those might take uh, the soul many lifetimes to really, you know, balance and heal. I'm a firm believer that when we do things energetically, that it's, it's usually very quick to get into the root of things and to really go down into, um, you know, the core as you probably know, you know, spiritual growth and removing um, different thoughts we have and faulty thoughts and painful thoughts, it's much like unraveling layers. And so sometimes you can go into uh, the Akashic and you see one lifetime, but there's others in which the same theme has played out. So there's sort of, they're, they're kind of corollaries to um, the core theme of what was what was going on with that individual, and that's how you work to clear out the karma. Is that is that accurate? Like that you once you figure out sort of what your core lesson might be, then you can work through. Like if you are constantly in bad relationships, uh, then then there is probably some karma to work through as it relates to that. And so if you can recognize that this is a pattern for you, then you can work through that so you don't continue to repeat it in other lifetimes, right? Yeah, the value of it is to really bring it up in conscious awareness because we can't really, the, the first step of in healing, any, any type of healing is an acknowledgement, a recognition of the issue. Mm -hmm. If we don't have that vital first step, we can't heal anything. So bringing it up into conscious awareness instead of unconsciously repeating the pattern. And when I say unconsciously, you know, kind of sleepwalking um, and, and just, you know, going through the motions, there's something magical that happens once we bring this up. And I don't mean that to sound, you know, like instantaneously you're going to heal, but um, there are certain things you can do. When I do readings for people with the Akashic, I will then, and my spirit guides, those souls who help me with the work that I'm doing, will often impress me with what's going to be helpful for that individual. So it could be um, working with affirmations, um, certainly someone like the late Louise Hay uh, from Hay House, who was a very powerful um, positive individual. Um, you know, she really worked a lot with affirmations. It could be working with those sorts of things. It could be journaling. It could be simply having the conscious knowledge now that that faulty thought is not true. It's not really true. It's not serving you. And, and the recognition of that can oftentimes lead to release as well. 
Gotcha. So one last question before we sort of dive in here. When you said that the imprints also follow you between lives, what is that what does this look like when you're on the other side? How did how did these uh, experiences play out when you're a soul, when you're not dis, when you're disembodied, I guess? Well, um, one of the first things, and I've written about this in my books, and there are many other mediums and people who have written about this, is the life review. So when we leave the physical body, uh, which all of us are going to do at some point, and we go back into our pure form of being um, pure energy or spirit, we get what is called a life review. Now, there are different accounts of these and I'm constantly um, astonished and fascinated with uh, the different accounts that I've read. Um, so in those, in that life review, what we see is everything from the beginning, from birth, um, in, in great detail, the mi- most minute um, instances in our life, we see the choices that we made and importantly, the implications of those choices. Um, also, another important facet of that is how what we did, the choices that we made, um, contributed to our own evolution or put us back, and how we affected others, mm-hmm. how others felt. Um, And you can't really, you know, in in that pure form, there's no deception. There's no dishonesty. You really, each soul um, takes this honest, unfiltered look at the previous lifetime. And then what happens is we consult with advisors or spirit guides. And, okay, you know, with this particular lesson, that you set up in your blueprint, which is part of the Akashic record. Uh, uh, you pro- how do you think you did? Did you earn a C? Did you earn a B, an A? Did you fail it? And so then there's no lying. I mean, it's, yeah, I could use more practice on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of then um, is an intent then that the soul can work on in the spirit world to balance and heal unfinished business or karma, or for a future incarnation. So um, that's essentially from my experience, what I've seen. And I will tell you that in many mediumship readings, there are souls who come through and they talk about what they're doing on in the spirit world. And many times it's a continuation of the work that they were doing here. For example, um, somebody who is a psychotherapist, I have seen and personally communicated with souls who have undergone uh, training, further training in the spirit world to act as sort of a therapist or a healer um, in the spirit world. Mm. And, um, you know, we don't just sit on the clouds and play harps with the angels. We're continually growing and evolving. Um, I don't get to just lay on the beach over there. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. (laughs) I I have seen many 
souls who are engaged in leisure time, for example, gardening, fishing, uh, hiking, because the spirit world is very, very beautiful. But how are we doing that if we're not in a physical body? What does that look like? Through thought. Everything is through thought. And interestingly, I'm glad you asked this because one of the first things that a newly crossed spirit has to learn to do is how to move without using physical legs. Mm. And it's through thought. And by focusing on... um, I want to be, say that, you know, I pass over before my husband. Um, I want to be back with my husband and Zoom instantly I'm there. I mean, in in spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be over in this part of the spirit world. Um, When I think about that, I, I can be there. So it's sort of, it's instantaneous because the spirit world is vibrating at a much higher uh, velocity than the physical plane. This is the densest plane that there is. The energy here is moving very slowly compared to um, the spirit world. So there's a big difference in how we're able to navigate between the two planes of consciousness. Well, and that's why there sort of has to be, I guess, if if you believe that this is in fact the way it is, there has to be the belief that the um, consciousness does not reside within the, the brain, right? It resides outside the brain. Yeah. And, you know, interestingly, there's some scientific studies that I, I've seen and just scrolling through Facebook and social media that, um, you know, there is recognition now that that may not be true. The brain is simply, I always look at the, the physical brain as kind of a step-down unit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we incarnate, And, um, you know, we have, of course, there's all of the stuff going on in the physical brain and the rational aspect of that, the left brain functioning. Um, But there's also the part of consciousness that is not limited to the brain. And, um, you know, the spiritual uh, part of us, that, that part that is eternal, that is never destroyed, that will leave here when the physical vehicle dies. So that, that never changes. That is the eternal um, part of us. This is temporary. I keep having more questions every time I think we're going to go into the reading portion. Is there an Akashic records for the collective, like for what we're going through right now? Like, What is the sort of collective recordings on this? Yes, and that's an excellent question. And yes, there is a collective uh, Akashic record of humanity. Can't Uh, be looking very good right now. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, interestingly, many many years ago, I I read an account that that said, in fact, Edgar Cayce, I believe in his... uh, channeling said this, that in the Sphinx in Egypt, uh, that the, um, the entire journey of humankind is recorded in, I think it's the left paw of the Sphinx. I have no idea if that's real, um, if that's legitimate. Um, I mean, they're still, you know, uncovering things in Egypt. 
Uh, it's such an ancient civilization. Uh, but certainly some of the Egyptians were extremely advanced. Um, you know, there was a lot going on in those civilizations. I don't know that we're ever going to truly know the full extent of it. Um, but it doesn't matter if it's located here physically. There does exist a collective um, Akashic record of the entire, um, you know, body of humankind. Absolutely. And so would it be balanced then? Because you assume that it all sort of has to be balanced out, like good versus bad, people here versus people there on the other side. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important. What are, <clears throat> What is each individual putting out into the collective consciousness? So, you know, it isn't that, you know, people think, well, you know, what can I do? What, 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 you know, what am I contributing? Every single thought that you have goes into the collective consciousness, whether that's positive, negative, uh, why? Because it's energy. Thought mm -hmm. is energy. And I tell people all the time, thought is like electricity. You can't see it. You can't hold it in your hand but it's extremely potent and powerful. So every single, you know, thought that we're doing in some way is adding to the collective thought forms in, in humanity. Got it. I'm sure I'll have more questions as we go. We are going to do the Akashic Records sure. reading next week. So thank you so much, Carol, for taking the time today to talk with us about Akashic Records. And everybody stay tuned for next week's episode where you will hear Carol's Akashic reading with me. So stay tuned for that. And if you would like to contact Carol, you can get all the information about her and her readings in my show notes. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? wondering what comes next and what it all means, head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.